Many have tried, many have failed, and she's one of them. It's Fitless with Bianca Brady. Welcome back to the show. We're talking fitness, uh, Fitless, that's the show, and I'm Bianca Brady, and I have a cold. And um, But we're here, we're back, because we can't be stopped, no matter what. All the obstacles put in our way. And there were a lot, and there will be a lot, but we're going to do the show every week, unless maybe there's a week. You know, I don't want to commit to that, actually. There might be a week where I can't. But for now, every frigging week. And I'm so honored and excited to have this guest on the show. Um, She's a friend of Bill Wadman's, and that's how I met her. And you all know Bill because he's... Um, the man responsible for all my success. <laughs> um, and please join me in welcoming Iran Buggy. Hello. Hello. Uh, welcome. Thank you. So Iran will will tell you all about herself in a second, but she is a professional dancer. So she's not only guest, she's like a real expert in the field of moving around. Okay, maybe in that. I'm an expert. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but we didn't do dancing. We did also. not. We did a workout together with Iran's trainer, Sean, who is amazing. I love him so much. He's like adorable and then also has pecs as big as my head. I mean, he's like a giant, but a gentle giant and totally. a positive giant mm-hmm. and like an encouraging giant. Mm-hmm. So... It was great, but we'll we'll hear all about that later. But for the first part of the show, we talk about Iran, your fitness background or your physical background. Like, how did you get started moving, and where are you now, and what do you do? So, uh, like you said, I'm a professional dancer. I dance for the Paul Taylor Dance Company now, but I started, you know, in like creative movement classes when I was like three years old. So, like, you know run your fingertips through the water, leap over the alligator um, kind of stuff. And then I studied dance um, seriously, like all through my sort of teenage years. um, And was um, it was sort of a very um, strict sort of ballet training that I grew up in. And then I went to um, college for dance. So I did a dance teaching degree, ballet pedagogy, it's called. (laughs) What's that mean? uh, Pedagogy is a teaching, basically. I know that word. (laughs) <laughs> Fancy word for teaching. Um, and um, then I um, discovered, I got I had some very good modern dance training when I was a teenager, which is somewhat unusual because modern dance is sort of, um, was born in the college system. So lots of people get their most exposure and their most training in um, college. Um, so in college, I sort of was exposed to Paul Taylor and um, fell in love with it. Um, and just like so lucky I feel like the stars all aligned and there was an audition for the company right when I was um, graduating from college and I got the job wow so I've been dancing for him for um, almost or maybe a little more than 12 years now Jeez. so it's like my dream came true it was amazing that's awesome so what is like being a dancer in a company mean like what does your schedule look like for that so for Paul, which I don't think is like necessarily what everyone's 
looks like. A, we're very lucky. You know, it's a totally a full-time job. I have health insurance. I um, don't have to, like, you know, work as a waitress on the side, which is not true for all dance jobs. Um, so we work about average, like, 35 to 40 weeks a year. And then, like, a few years ago, we worked, like, 50 weeks or something. We only got Whoa. two weeks off. Um, but it kind of depends on the year. And there's sort of like two schedules. There's like the rehearsal um, time period of year, which is when Paul himself, he's um, 84 years, no, 85 years old now. Um, he still makes two new dances every year. So there's the time of year where it's almost like a nine to five job. You like get up, you normally take a dance class or do something in the morning to like sort of warm up and prepare your body. Then we go into the studio. Paul makes his new dance for the first little bit of that day. And then there's like 144 or something other dances that he's made in all of the, his time as a choreographer. Jeez. And we um, perform like 20 of them at a time. We, sh we know them, 20 different dances. Um, and they kind of rotate through. So then the rest of the day you spend sort of like learning or perfecting those dances that we're going to be doing um, while we're touring or while we're at our New York season. And then the other sort of portion is when we're on tour. So we travel, and then whenever we're doing a show, we rehearse the whole show the same day before the show. Wow. We do three different dances on each show, and they kind of just shuffle, and it's a different show basically every time we do it. And then, then you perform that show at night, and then if you get to do the same show a few days in a row, then you don't have to rehearse. The oh, next day? Yeah. Nice. Uh, but that doesn't happen all that often. So, you know, we travel, we rehearse, we perform, we travel, we rehearse, we perform, and then that's, like, kind of, like, the crazy schedule because it's a little more unpredictable. But That's so amazing. So how long is – I haven't seen you yet, and I will be going with Heather and Bill. I know that they already secured me a, a ticket. ticket. So yes. I'm in At the our mix. Lincoln Center season in yeah. March. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So how long, like, is the performance generally? For the night? Like yeah. Like, one performance? So each dance is, like, 20 to 30 minutes long. Um, we typically do three dances on a show with two intermissions of 15 minutes. So each show is around two hours. It wow. fluctuates a little bit depending on the dances. So you've been moving your whole life yeah. as, like, just a big chunk of time. Yeah. Through, for every day. Yeah. Do you ever, like, I don't know, I'm trying to ask this in a way that's, because I think a lot of people have the opposite experience, mm. where moving around and, like, exercising, moving their body, or being physical, just, like, being in their physical body um, is not the norm. Mm -hmm. It's, like something that they really have to work to find time to do. Totally. So coming from the other perspective, like, how do you think about moving versus not moving? And, like, do you ever just have, like, a day on the couch and you're just like, oh, this is so weird. I'm just, like, <laughs> lying around. Or, like, I what mean, is that? It's nice for balance. Yeah. <laughs> and, but there is, it is funny, like, if... I, um, you know, rest is good, um, and, you know, it helps a lot, but then if you get, like, too much, it does, like, it, like, my body starts to feel kind of horrible. Yeah. Almost, and I, like, I kind of feel sore and gross a lot of the time, <laughs> but it's, like, a different kind of, like, 
horrible feeling if yeah. I don't move a lot. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, like I can't imagine, like I'm trying to imagine my life beyond this job mm-hmm. where, you know, being like, I don't even sit down most of the day. Um, and being physical is just built into my job. And then the things that I do to cross train and stuff, like they don't feel like, like they're, they're necessary to me to, I feel like for me to do my job. So it's not like, like it's part of the week. Like I have to do this, I have to do this and I have to do this on top of my job in order to be able to do my job. So it's still kind of like part of my job. So I can't imagine having just like a regular job right? and then trying to fit fitness in around that because it's almost like makes it easier in a way to be so fit. Because it is, I mean, you're a professional athlete. So yeah. It's what you have to focus on. It's yeah. like your duty to your totally. employer yeah. is to maintain this shape. Yeah. And to be able to like do these, reach these physical milestones that you have to reach in order to be successful and maintain this employment, essentially. Yeah. So kind of makes like the concept of a standing desk seem like more appealing in a way to office people, because if you just like had to do it, I don't know. I'm just trying to think like, how do you get, how would you, how could you get like some of that constant mover, like brain power into like a normal average life? Yeah. I don't know. And it is hard. I mean, cause like, you know, there are days like when I was a newer member of the company, if I didn't have, like right now I'm in many, many of the dances that we're performing. So I spend a lot of the time of the day actually dancing. When you're newer in the company, you're not in as many roles. So you have more sort of like downtime to like work on understudies and things like that. And that could involve, we, we learn off of a TV with DVDs. Um, so that could involve either standing still or sitting in a chair, looking at this television, like learn, and you, you kind of stand up to like physicalize something, but then you can sit back down if you're just kind of like going over something, you know, you don't have to do it like full out with feeling all the time. And it was funny. There was a time period where I had a lot of more time of my day was spent doing those kinds of things. And like your feet kill you when you're just stand. like my, I felt worse just like standing still the whole day than I did moving the whole day. So I can't imagine just standing at a standing desk all day. (laughs) That sounds horrible. It does sound bad. I know I've talked about it a lot on the podcast, but actually waitressing is like kind of, it's obviously not being a professional dancer, but it's physical. It's physical and you do get tap into that sort of flow thing where you're moving and you're not really thinking about what you're doing you're just kind of on autopilot and everything kind of melts away you're Mm -hmm. just like doing the work and moving around and And even just commuting through this city is at least a more physical true thing Yeah. yeah yeah walking around is big so yeah so that's really interesting to me like that juxtaposition of although there are times when I get home get on the subway at the end of the day and you see I just want to like yell at everybody like were you sitting at a desk all day (laughs) give me your seat (laughs) I I do that too after waitress I bet yeah Yeah. it's like you jerk with a tie on I know you didn't do anything today (laughs) all you did was press buttons on a calculator count your money you should stand up (laughs) it's good for you (laughs) it's good for you it's bad for me (laughs) Um, but so in addition to your job you mentioned cross training Mm -hmm. and your other things so one of the things we did was 
work out with Sean, but what else do you do? So tell, tell me a little bit about Sean's role Mm -hmm. in your training and then anything else that you also do. Yeah. So there was definitely like a time where I finally was like, okay, to be able to do this job well, and Paul's work is a very physical, um, work and it requires a lot of strength to do well. And there's, there are some dances that it feels like the only thing that you can do to prepare yourself physically to accomplish the dance is the dance, but you can't rehearse the dance every day. You know, no one wants to do that with you. And it's not the same if you do it by yourself and you say, it's like hard to force yourself to do something like that alone. And right. I mean, there are dances where like, I want to throw up at the end and like not come on stage to bow, you know, and I would never do that to myself on a treadmill ever, you know, like I just would not get my, be like, that was good enough. But like when you're on stage with people and the music's playing, like you have no choice but to like power through it. Um, so I sort of was like, got to a point where I needed to do something to make my body stronger, to be able to do the work. Um, and I think that's when I first started um, sort of like regularly going to a gym um, and working out with a trainer. I started with a trainer somewhere up in Harlem. Um, and then when I moved to Brooklyn was when I started working with Sean. That was like almost seven years ago now, I think. Wow. And, you know, it was funny because like for me, like some trainers that I see sometimes I'm kind of like roll my eyes a little bit and feel like I, you know, kind of know my body better than they. Like I, the things I see them doing with people just don't seem... Right. Like something that would benefit me. So when I went to, I was like at a New York sports club. I think I act like the fitness manager there. I was like, I need somebody who like really knows what they're doing. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, there's only one guy then for you basically. And hooked me up with Sean. And it has been so fun. Cause he, he was different than my first trainer who I also liked a lot. And I, it's helpful for me because like I said, I, I, outside of like dance, I'm like, not going to push myself that hard at the gym. Like, I need somebody standing there to tell me what to do. Um, So, you know, and he, my goal was really just, like, to be strong and also, you know, to look cut. Like, I wanted my muscles to look, like, defined on stage. And I'm I'm kind of not, like, like, I'm a tiny, compact kind of person, like, and I'm a strong person naturally, but I don't feel like I naturally like had defined muscles. Um, so it was like, look good naked and get stronger <laughs> were the goals. And classic goals, classic goals. I mean, that's what everybody sort wants to share. Yeah. yeah. So, um, that was, and that was when he, he started me doing like the pull-ups and like, just the, like the movements that he does with me are really simple movements, but they're amazing. I guess we'll get more into that later. And then the other main thing that I do, um, you know, I've done Pilates and I've done like all that stuff. I take ballet classes um, and, da- you know, modern dance classes. Those are all sort of like preparation, cross training, whatever, yeah. whatever. Um, and then the other big thing that I do is called um, gyrotonic, which is this. It's so hard to just explain to people that you should just Google gyrotonic and look up like a YouTube video. Yeah. Um, But it's this man who, I think he was of a ballet background, maybe in the, somebody in the Martha Graham company too, I think was sort of an early influencer of him. He created this movement thing that's like, it's kind of like yoga with machines. I don't know. It's a little bit like you might, might say it's like Pilates in the way that it like uses these machines to sort of do exercises. Yeah. 
Um, the way it looked impact. to me when I saw video was like Charlie Chaplin's Modern Times when he gets stuck in like the cog of a <laughs> totally <laughs> clock it's such or like something. a um, it's like a very um, it looks like a medieval torture device yeah. a little bit the machine just like <laughs> sort of winding around your limbs. And so that's what, to me, is the difference between in, like, Pilates is, like, Pilates is very linear. Um, you know, you kind of only move your limbs in, what is this? Is like, the sagittal plane or something? Sure. Sounds right. Yeah. Um, I did Pilates for last week's episode. Ooh. So I'm a new, it's fresh. So, you know, it's just very linear and, like, very, like, um, straight spine. Like, you kind of, like, whereas, like, gyro is um, all circles. Like, it's, like, yeah. moving your spine and twisting it, moving in all the different ways that it moves and moving all your, like, circular joints and how your sort of, like, scapula and shoulders, like, and your pelvis, like, and your spine all interact together. And it's super delicious and so applicable to Paul's work, which involves a lot of sort of spine movement. Um, And I have discovered so much about my body in it and about my posture in it. And I think that between the strength that Sean has helped me build and sort of the awareness and the coordination that Gyro is helping me build, it's changed my posture. I've like actually grown an inch. Oh Um, my God. And that's a little bit from, I also do this other weird thing called hypopressive. Okay. Which is a breathing exercise. It's like to help coordinate your diaphragm and your pelvic floors, natural reactions. And you basically like take a few deep breaths. And then when you're totally empty, you do this exhale or inhale without actually inhaling. Like you close your throat and you expand your ribcage and it creates a vacuum and it like makes your stomach like disappear and it looks totally creepy and it feels totally weird, but it like is very, very interesting work. And you're so tapped in. You're like the most tapped into your body of anybody I've ever met. (laughs) And that's so cool. But it's crazy. Like, I feel like a little bit, there's like this fear because I'm 34 years old. So for a dancer, like that's sort of like past the like hump of like how I hope long my career will be as a professional dancer. So there's a little bit like I'm just figuring something out right now. And it's like, will I get as good as I might be will be able to? before I quit Ah. there's kind of like this like it's like why is it taking me so long like I've been doing this for so long and there's still things that I cannot do that's interesting see that's such a that's a thing that comes up I think on every episode is this or with everybody I talk to about this stuff is like no matter how in touch you are in tune you are with your body and how many goals you're meeting like there's always something maybe that's that you're striving towards and maybe it will always be that way even if you get if you get a couple more notches yeah I mean I joke with Sean all the time because I don't want to know what he has in store for me because every time he like does especially with the pull-ups he like is like you're gonna do this and I'm like excuse me and like the first (laughs) time I do it I cannot do it sometimes and I just don't believe that I'm ever gonna be able to do it and then when that thing starts feeling like accomplishable and then when that thing gets to the point where I can do like three or four of them I'm like oh no I know he's gonna do something (laughs) and it's gonna be worse yeah so that's perfect segue into Sean so uh, it was a few days ago now it was um Thursday before the women's march and then I know I want to hear how you felt afterwards. Oh yeah. So I met Iran and Sean and it was in this 
just a like a rented out studio in a bar class place where people were taking bar classes. Um, and obviously I was like out of my mind nervous because I was like, oh my God, this is going to be a professional athlete training with a professional trainer and then little old me just barging in. Hey, no, no, I've never done that. No, I can't do that. But you're so game. I was game. And I think that's really my, maybe my only strength at this point. You also have excellent posture when you're doing your push-ups. Thank you. Sean and I were very impressed. I know, I was so touched by all the compliments. So we go in and... I felt better once you guys told me that between like your sets, you have downtime anyway. So yeah. like I was able to be worked in and I was like, okay, cool. So we, I basically like, had the exact same workout that I normally do. Just Sean and I shot the shit. Am, am I allowed to curse on this? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> shit, 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 shit. Yeah, we shot the shit way less than we normally do. Yeah. <laughs> so first things first, Iran gets up on a pull-up bar, but... I know you're thinking, oh, I've seen a pull-up. That makes sense. But she, they wrap a towel around the middle. So she's holding onto a towel, like, sort of in front of her face and then doing pull-ups from there. Um, Which my hands hurt, like, all the time now since he started making me do that. (laughs) Like, I didn't know you could get sore at, like, the very tip of your finger like this joint I guess that's a muscle too it absolutely like it's crazy I can open so many jars now you have no idea yeah that's (laughs) really what we're all about in this show is finding the strength to live alone and open all the jars you want if you so choose I think is the is the answer to all your jar opening needs yeah um so tell me a little bit about what the pull-up thing started because you you've been training with Sean for so long and um when you started I assume things were different for you yeah absolutely did you you did a chin-up right with your palms facing you yeah yeah so I mean definitely like that's easier than a pull-up and we started with chin-ups like seven years ago like you know this was not like a short he always likes to say that fitness is a journey and that's so something Sean would say (laughs) (laughs) and it is you know and it takes like you like a long time and it's like a slow gradual thing like you know so he I used to do chin-ups and he would literally have to like he, he held your feet yeah he would hold my feet and like you know at some point you're like it's hard to tell like you can tell he's giving you some of your weight but oh, yeah. there's somewhere where you're like, he must be doing all of this. You know, yeah. like you, you like don't believe that you could actually <laughs> well, do it. I was fluctuating between thinking like he's either holding my full weight or none of my weight because this is either like very hard because I'm doing it myself or I'm doing it myself because he's doing it for me. Like totally. I couldn't tell which was which It's hard to tell. And it's so funny because it is like a little bit of a mind, like pull-ups in particular, I think lots of exercise, but pull-ups in particular, it's like a mind over matter thing. Like you have to believe that you can do it um, before you can do it. And I think that sometimes him holding your feet or something like that is literally just so that your body goes through the range of motion and is like, Oh, I can do that. Cause your brain can just like stop you from doing yeah. it. It's crazy. Um, um, but then, you know, so you then, then eventually you put your palms down, then eventually you move your hands further apart. And he makes me, you saw some of the things where it's like just holding up there and like doing stuff with your legs. And there was lots of that for a little while, which I think he, 
he says is sort of like like those is- isometric that's called yeah. like holding your muscles still um, um builds tendon strength okay um and then once you sort of like build that tendon strength then it helps to be able to do the you know moving portion of the pull up yeah um so then Eventually, then we do. I could tell what we were something crazy was about to happen just like a few months, like two months ago, maybe, because he was making me do so. Like, it was like, you know, eventually I was doing pull ups with like my legs in an L, just like regular pull ups. And, um, you know, I can't even remember, but it was like crazy. And then all of a sudden it was like, just let your legs hang down. You're just in like a classic pull up. But he was making me do like 10 and then like three sets of 10. So I was doing like, because up until then I was only doing like six or eight, but he was making me do all kinds of crazy stuff with my legs. And so that was what made it so hard because it makes your core work so much harder and stuff. And it was just duration. And then he'd have me rowing at the end and holding weights the whole time. So my forearms, by the end, like I couldn't even hold a pen to like <laughs> sign the check for him. <laughs> and I was like, I could tell. I was like, something is coming because he is preparing my forearms for something. And that's when the towel came. So now it's like grip strength, basically, that it's really working on because holding on to the towel like that is much harder than holding on oh, to the God, bar. Oh, I'm sure. Did you even get to try it with the towel? No. Oh, my God. We should have made you try it. Sean wouldn't dare <laughs> put me on the towel <laughs> on day one. We should have tried it just so you could see. Um, so I th- and, and also he moved the hands closer together again because he, he – did you hear him? I don't know if he said it while you were there. He's, this is like one of the only times he's told me what's coming next. Like I said, I don't like to know. Um <laughs> But um, he's a, he's, he believes that I'm going to be able to do a one-arm pull-up. I believe it. I mean, after watching you for that hour, I believe it. Are you kidding so me? I am astounded. I think it'll be awesome. Yeah. But I kind of still don't believe it. And I would encourage you to just, like, once you achieve that, or even now, to just, like, if you're under scaffolding and you see, like, a group of businessmen or something, just jump up and start doing pull-ups like staring them dead in the eyes and then drop down and just walk away like super be like, like is that like a woman power thing or just something? try and scare people with it because i think <laughs> i'm so intimidating that's what i would do <laughs> i'd be like you guys better watch out look at me look what i can do yeah um, so yeah, so pull-ups are kind of the main event with Sean. And push-ups. And He's push-ups. A big push-up guy. And yeah. he has a, he wrote the book on push-ups. He wrote a book on push-ups. And I'll, I'll put the link to that, um, to his website and everything in the description of this episode. So you can get, you guys can all go out and buy it because, so for me, like, you know, I've been trying all these different things and my whole thing is that like, I can't get anything to stick. Mm. And I'm not good at motivating myself to mm-hmm. do things. That's why I pay a trainer. <laughs> right. Well, that's what I'm saying. After Sean, I, and also another thing is like, I have a hard time with like male authority figures and mm. historically like male teachers. I don't know. It's like, it, it's just an extra step for me. Mm-hmm. So when I met Sean, like I was just immediately put at ease and he's so and lovely. his whole energy, like, I felt so good about myself when I left, like that That's I actually awesome. did something. You and, did too, and it was and it was him, like his whole vibe. So he, I couldn't recommend him more. And I was like, man, like, how do I, how do I get? I gotta get a great job, make a lot of money, get a trainer, <laughs> like 
trainer might be the thing that I love. But that's, you know, it's a little out of reach. Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah, It's definitely. expensive, but maybe even if you have somebody like once in a while, it could totally it helps keep you on track. You could even go like once a month and then try to, I mean, and you know, most of what he does with me is, you know, with the push-ups. I mean, and you know, if you'd come probably like a year ago, we probably would have been doing a lot more push-ups. Um, but I think that the push-ups have sort of like, they're, you know, amazing strength building things also. And I think in a way he used the push-ups to help me become strong enough to do the all the pulling work. Yeah. Um, but you know, you can get one of those pull-up bars like he had and do it on a door frame in your apartment. And then we use like one dumbbell. Yeah. And then the squat, like the squats and the push-ups, everything else is body weight. So you could, that's like simple tools that you could get into your apartment go see a trainer once a month and he he does like write little programs out for me and email them to me for when I'm on tour and stuff like that yeah and you could like do it yourself you know for the rest of the weeks yeah yeah so pull-ups and then push-ups and Eran does a push-up not it's not your daddy's push-up yeah well Sean Sean wrote the book on not your daddy's push-ups yeah Yeah. (laughs) Eran's feet are elevated even more and then her hands are sort of uneven and then staggered staggered and then as she goes down she hooks her leg out to the side (laughs) i mean this this is like a. I think it's in the book he's got those in the book it's a dancing maneuver if i i mean it looked gorgeous (laughs) and it looked really hard and I didn't know how how do you keep your feet from rolling off that thing oh I don't know that's what I was so impressed by because you're on like a A circular foam roller your feet up so I mean it was it was amazing and then when I took my turn obviously sorry my nose is like so running right now that's gross I'm sorry I don't care but You know, my turn was obviously much more elementary style, but but a push up is serious stuff. I had great neutral spine. You by did the end. You so did. I made some adjustments. It was really nice, actually impressive. It took me a like surprisingly, shockingly long time to figure out, especially for the squats. The squats are yeah. hard, yeah. But even in a push up, yeah. I like, could not get my spine to be neutral. Yeah. Um, yeah, so and honestly, so in the like since I've been training with Sean, like I think all my life everyone wants a six pack, right? Sure. And you know, I'm like a fit, tiny, thin person, but I never really had like a six pack. But the pull-ups and the push-ups. We never do a like ab quote yeah. quote ab workout. And that's one thing that he said that stuck with me is like crunches are not it's a waste of time. Don't even bother. Like, and here I am over 30. I feel like I've got the best body that I've ever had, and I never do a sit up now. Like, it's all the pull ups and the push ups are all the ab work that I need. Yeah. But I think, you know, it would be worth it, like, if people have gym memberships to ask the trainer to, like, watch you do something because you, you sort of know in your head what a push up is, and you're like, okay, I'm going to get fit. I'm going to go home and do as many push-ups as I can, but to have so Sean... So easy to cheat them. Yeah, and to yeah. have him explain to me, like, you know, in sort of more emotional language, like, what to do to 
make better form. Like mm-hmm. he was like, you know, when you're at the beach and you eat a sandwich and then you still <laughs> want to look good. So you sort of like crunch your stomach in, like do that while you're doing the push. I was like, oh yeah. I, and it actually makes the push up harder. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah. I exactly know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, duh. That's so. kind of like classic, like a dance teacher, like uses imagery like that when they're just, descri- when you're describing. Movement. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. cute. I kind of liked seeing him do that. Cause he doesn't do that with me super often, yeah. you know, but, um, yeah, made it made much more sense to me. And then also I think it was a real confidence builder for me to like, put myself in this room doing these like classical strongman exercises, mm-hmm. pull up, push up, squat, mm-hmm. like holding a weight. I've never really done that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's intimidating, especially at a gym, I think for a yeah. woman to walk into a weight room. Exactly. Yeah. So just even like having seen myself one time in that space, doing those actions, I was like, this is for everyone. Absolutely. Like, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I could not recommend Sean enough and also pull-ups because I, and when I tell you this, I'm serious, I've never been that sore. <laughs> oh, no. I but, know. And we were like, we realized that you were going to the Women's March like two days yeah. later. I was like, oh, no. But it, you didn't, poor thing. it didn't feel bad at all. That's good. It felt pretty good because... I mean, my legs and my butt were sore, but but not not like that wasn't what was the most sore. It was my arms Mm. and my shoulders. And I feel like I've never done that intense of an upper body workout before. And it felt amazing. (sighs) I was like, I was like, oh man, like, you feel like you really did something. Yeah, exactly. And like yoga, like if I do it, and I, and I really try, like, I can get some of that upper body soreness, mm-hmm. but this is just so directed, like, pinpointed on your exact muscles, and it it felt great. I really awesome. enjoyed it. And you really, like, you could have done that, if you were just by yourself, you could have done that workout in, like, a yeah. half an hour. Yeah. Like, it doesn't take a long time no. to, do, to do the impact that you can have. Right. Yeah. So... I guess what I'm saying is like back to basics, push ups, get Sean's book and fucking go for it. Yeah. You know? And you don't need a lot of equipment and. Yeah. And then just dance around also. Yeah. That would help. And that helps. (laughs) So, yeah. I mean, what else do I want to know about your life? I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, like you've been at this company for so long. Have you, have you found that like, as you've gotten a little bit older, you've had to change certain things like with injury and stuff. Like what are you doing to keep yourself safe in those ways? I mean, definitely like I, I feel very, very, you know, it's like, uh, uh, <laughs> knock on some wood. Um, I have not had any majorly debilitating injuries in my career. Um, I think it's partially luck. I think it's partially sort of the way my body is built. Like, I'm not a very um, super, like, gumby, flexible um, person. And because of that sort of, like, tighter, more compact, I think it's just, like, less. there's less space for things to go wrong or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, I'm lucky that um, I – especially now, like as I've gotten a little older and like as my husband has gotten a little older and he works in tech and, you know, so I'm lucky, like, you know, in some ways, like, like 
money isn't sort of an issue here, um, that we've decided that it's worth investing in these cross-training things for me to be able to feel good and dance my best and not get injured. And I do think I've found like a good cocktail for myself for that, which includes the strength training with Sean. Super important to stay healthy. Um, the gyro as a part of that strength, that cross training routine, you know, making sure that I get to ballet classes and stuff like that, just to keep my technique as strong as it can be. Um, to, I get massages every two weeks from a great masseuse that, you know, sort of like helps keep, like whenever like a tiny problem pops up, it's like she can kind of like, you know, to make it go away before it becomes a big problem. And, you know, we have physical therapists that work for the company to do that kind of like little maintenance too. Yeah, so. that's great. Yeah. And I think that's a, such a good thing to really say out loud is like invest in your in your physical well-being and like maintaining it. Yeah. You know, so many people let it go and it's easier to like get rid like, you know, there's lots of like little sort of like overuse. It's not like you have an injury. Right. That's like an event that like happens like it's like a little crook in your neck can kind of like like you don't take care of it you don't take care of it and it becomes like a huge problem later and like a chronic issue yeah and it can be just something simple like changing your posture the chair that you slump down in or stretch you know just little things checking in yeah (sighs) so okay so for the last part of the show we do a little game called Mm -hmm. does this count as exercise Uh now this is specific to you because we had to reschedule the taping because I found out that Iran, in addition to being professional dancer, is also an occasional part-time doula. <laughs> and she's like, someone's in labor. And I was like, go take care of it. Please. <laughs> Mommy and baby are happy, healthy. Everybody's doing great. Yeah, but I didn't sleep on Monday night. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Um, so my does this count as exercise? Mm-hmm. Delivering a baby into the world. As a woman? Oh, my God. Yes. So when you um, have reached that point of pregnancy, your your uterus is the largest, strongest muscle in your body. Is that right? It is right. And so the contractions, it's like the biggest muscle in your body just like involuntarily flexing and holding for 30 minute 30 seconds to a minute and a half depending on what stage of labor you are in and then then you gotta push a baby out it's like the most exhausting exercise you're ever gonna do and you know they talk a lot about like like comparing labor to like running a marathon like when you're talking about like you know the kind of endurance and stuff you need except a marathon you know when it's gonna be over labor has no like it's so unpredictable and it's so varied and everyone's is different and you never know when it's going to be over and you have no control over like when the next contraction is coming yeah it absolutely i would say yes counts as exercise yeah wow i mean it's exercise you can't get out of you can't get out of it number one and you can't um do it like every week or every day (laughs) And ideally, you have um, some support people around you who are also doing physical things with you to help you get through yeah, it. Yeah, and like, a lot, I mean, there's all this new birthing stuff where you, like, walk around or, like, squat or whatever. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, gravity helps. Yeah, I mean, sorry, Mom. She was in labor for, like, 24 hours. Ooh, 
But, you know, now she's done a lot of marathons, so maybe I could ask her to compare. I don't know. I'd, I'd be curious what she would have to say. Yeah. I didn't know that about the uterus. Yeah. It's a muscle. That is so cool. Women's bodies are yeah. amazing. Women. If you can do that, you can do a pull-up too, right? Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're designed to do this like super crazy physical thing anyway at the outset if you choose to. So don't sell yourself short. You could also do a pull-up. No mm-hmm. question about Bianca it. Bianca did like, you did like 10, 8? Yeah. I mean, I did with Sean's With help. Sean's assistance. Who knows? Killer assist by Sean. Yeah. But there's a video. We video documented this yeah. too. I should oh, send that to you. Bill, I've got it. Oh, you Bill, do? Oh, good. Bill sent me both and I, but I sent yours and mine are in like a side by side. It's really funny. Amazing. I'll show you. <laughs> so yeah, I think the theme of this episode is like women's power. Um, don't be intimidated by traditionally male seeming exercises. And on top of that, I would like to add, I feel like many women are afraid to lift heavy things, do pull-ups, do push-ups, do those traditional men exercises because we're afraid of getting like bulky. But we don't have testosterone. True. And I think, I think, like women talk about wanting like long, lean muscles. Um, And I say, lift the heavy things, do the pull-ups, do the push-ups. Like I said, I'm over 30. I'm happiest with my body that I've ever been. I think my arms look amazing. And it's because I row 45 pounds and do pull-ups and do push-ups and, you know, eat a good diet. Like, right. Like, I think Sean has said to me, you can't outrun your fork. Yeah. God, but that's a big. But one you can't me. have, like, you're not gonna build like muscles that look defined, that kind of cut like yoga arm look that people want, lifting like tiny puny little weights. And you have to lift them fewer times if you lift heavier weights. Yeah, it doesn't take as much. Doesn't take as long. Time. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next time you have to move, you're all good. Yeah. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. You already know you can do it. Yeah. And any jars in the vicinity that need opening. You're the woman for the job. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for doing the show, Iran. No this problem. is amazing. And thank you um, for having me at your sesh no with problem. Sean. And thank you to Sean, the real star and the real hero. Please check him out and train with him if you can and buy his book for sure. And as always, thanks to Bill Wadman for... I know, bringing people together. Bringing people together, helping me set up the whole sis and just being the best. And thanks to everyone for listening. And um, yeah, I love you. Bye-bye. I love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.